In the name of God, the most gracious, the ever merciful. This is Surah Aleph Lam Mim. This is the Book of God. There is no doubt in it being the Book of God. It is guidance for these God-fearing who are professing faith without observing, are diligent in the prayer and are spending, for our cause, from what we have given them. And who are believing in what was revealed to you and also in what was revealed before you, and have firm conviction in the hereafter. It is these who are guided from their Lord and it is these who shall succeed. On the other hand, those who have decided to reject this book, it is the same to them whether you warn them or not, they will not believe. God has now set a seal on their hearts and on their ears in accordance with his law. And on their eyes is a veil, and on the day of judgment, a great torment awaits them. And among these people are those hypocrites also who say, We have professed faith in God and in the last day. Whereas they do not have faith in any of these things. They want to deceive both God and the believers, and in reality they are only deceiving themselves, but realize it not. In their hearts was the ailment of jealousy. So, God has now further increased this ailment of theirs. And because they have been lying, there is a grievous penalty for them. And when it is said to them, Do not create disorder in the land by adopting this attitude. They reply, It is we in fact who are the reformers. Beware. They are the ones who create disorder but are not realizing it. And when it is said to them, Accept faith as these people in front of you have accepted faith. They very conceitedly say, Shall we accept faith as these fools accepted faith? Listen. They themselves are fools, but they know not. And when they meet the believers, they say, We have believed, but when they reach their evil ones in seclusion, they say, We are with you. We were only jesting. How can they jest? In reality, God is jesting with them. And according to his law is giving them respite in their rebelliousness such that they are wandering about. It is they who have given preference to error over guidance. So this deal of theirs has yielded absolutely no profit for them and neither have they been able to find the way. Their example is similar to that person who kindled a large fire in a dark night. Then when the fire lighted his surroundings, God took away the light for those whom the fire had been kindled and left them in darkness, such that they cannot see anything. Deaf, dumb, and blind, hence they shall now never return. Or is such that it is raining from the sky. In it are dark clouds, and thunder, and lightning also. From the fear of death, because of thunder they are trying to insert their fingers in their ears. Whereas God has encompassed such rejectors from all sides. The lightning all but snatches away their sight. When it lights up on them, they walk a little in it, and when darkness descends upon them, they stand still. If God willed, he could have taken away their hearing and sight as well. Indeed, God has power over all things. Why do you ruin yourselves by following them? O people! Serve your Lord, who has created you, and those before you too, so that you may be secure from his punishment. He, who has made the earth a flooring for you, and the sky a roof, and has sent down water from the sky, 
then has brought forth from it various kinds of fruits for your sustenance. So, do not set up rivals with God. Even though you know all this. This is what this book calls to. Accept it, and if you are in doubt about what we have revealed to our servant, then go, and produce a single surah like it. And, for this purpose, also call your leaders besides God. If you are truthful in this claim of yours, then if you are not able to do it, and surely you cannot, then fear the fire whose fuel is those people also, who do not believe, and those stones of theirs too which they worship. It has been prepared for these very disbelievers. And O prophet, give glad tidings to those, who professed faith in this book, and did righteous deeds that for them are orchards beneath which rivers would be flowing. Whenever they are fed with any of their fruits, they will say, This is the same as what we were fed with before. Whereas they will be given something similar to it, and they will have pure wives there, and they will abide in them forever. This is a parable of paradise, and God is not embarrassed to cite the parable of a mosquito, or something even more inferior, in order to explain a reality. Then those, who believe know that it is a truth that has come from their Lord. And those who disbelieve say, What does God mean by this example? In this way, God misleads many by it, and many he leads to the right path by it. And, in reality, he only misleads by it the rebellious, who break God's covenant after making it, and who sever what God has directed to join, and in this manner spread disorder in the land. It is these who are in loss, both in this world and in that to come. O people! How can you deny God, whereas you were dead, then he gave you life? Then it is he who gives death to you, then after this he only shall give life, then towards him shall you be returned. It is he who created for you all things of the earth, then he turned to the sky and made seven skies, and he is aware of all things. Ask them, O prophet, how do they become rejectors, and in order to make them understand our scheme regarding this world? Narrate to them the incident when your Lord said to the angels, I am going to bring into existence a creation in this earth that will be given its sovereignty. They said, Will you bring forth in it a creation that will spread disorder in it? And shed blood and, on the other hand, such are we that while praising you, we are glorifying and sanctifying you? He said, I know what you know not. And in order to make them understand, he taught Adam all the names. Then he brought before the angels those people, whose names had been taught to Adam. Then said, Inform me of the names of these people if you are truthful in this notion of yours. They said, You are devoid of all flaws. Of knowledge we have none except what you have taught us. In truth, it is you who have knowledge and wisdom. He said, Adam. Tell them the names of those people. Then when he had introduced them to the angels, God said, Did I not tell you that I know the secrets of the heavens and the earth? And I know what you are revealing, and what you were concealing. And, to understand the trial of human beings in our scheme, also narrate to them the incident when we asked the angels to bow down to Adam, then all of them bowed down except Iblis. He refused and showed arrogance and in this manner became among the rejectors. And we said, Adam. 
Dwell you and your wife in this orchard and eat freely in it from wherever you want to, but both of you, however, should not go near this tree, otherwise you will become transgressors. Then Satan made them slip from there, and had them turned out from the state they were in. And we said, Get down, from here, now you are enemies of one another and you will have to stay on earth until a specified time and benefit from its provisions. Then Adam learned from his Lord some words, of repentance and then repented through them. At this, he showed favor to him and pardoned him. Indeed, he alone is very forgiving, ever merciful. We said, Get down from here all of you, then if ever comes to you any guidance from me, follow it because those who follow this guidance of mine, their reward is paradise. So, there they shall neither have any fear, nor shall they grieve. And those who rejected it and belied our revelations, they are companions of the fire. They shall abide in it forever. The Quran has brought this very guidance for you. So, O Israelites, recall my favor, which I had bestowed upon you, and keep my covenant. I shall keep yours, and keep fearing me only. And profess faith in this Quran, which I have revealed in confirmation of what you have and be not the very first to deny it. And do not sell my revelations for a paltry price. And fear only my wrath. And do not mingle truth with falsehood. This is an effort to hide the truth. And do not try to conceal the truth deliberately. And be diligent in the prayer. And pay the zakah. And you also bow down before God with these people who bow. Do you urge people to virtue? and forget yourselves, even though you recite, the book of God? Then do you not understand? And to tread on this path. Seek help from perseverance. And from the prayer. And undoubtedly. All this is exacting. But not to those who fear the Almighty, who think that they have to meet their Lord. And that to Him alone, they also have to return one day. O Israelites! Recall the favor I had bestowed upon you, and the fact that I had exalted you above the people of the world. And fear the day when no soul shall be of use to another in any way, and no intercession shall be accepted from it, and neither any compensation shall be taken from it, nor shall people receive any help. And recall when we rescued you from the Pharaoh's people. They would brutally torture you, slaying your sons by searching everywhere for them, and sparing your women. And in protecting you from this punishment, there was a great favor for you by your Lord. And recall when we parted the sea taking you along with us, and in this manner saved you. And before your very eyes we drowned the Pharaoh's people in the same sea. And recall when we made the promise of forty nights with Moses. Then in his absence you stuck to that calf. And at that time you were being unjust to your souls. Yet after this too, we pardoned you so that you might become grateful. And recall when we gave Moses the book, which was the criterion between good and evil, so that you might receive guidance through it. And recall when Moses said to his nation, People of my nation, you have been unjust to your souls by making this calf. So, turn now in penitence to your Creator. And for this slay these people of yours with your own hands. 
this is better for you in your Creator's sight. Consequently, when you did this, He showed favor to you and forgave you. Indeed, He alone is forgiving, ever merciful. And recall when you said, O Moses, we shall never believe in anything you say until we see God with our own eyes. At this, a thunderbolt struck you while you could only stare. Then we revived you from this death of yours so that you might become grateful. And we made the clouds draw their shadow over you. And sent down upon you Man and Silwa. Eat these pure things that we have provided you. Alas! Those on whom we bestowed this favor disregarded it. And in this way, they did not harm us in any way. But kept being unjust to their own selves. And recall when we said, Enter this city. Then from wherever you want, eat in it to your heart's content. And take heed that enter its gate bowing down your heads in humility, and pray. O Lord! Forgive our sins. We shall forgive your sins, and those among you, who adopt a befitting attitude. We shall soon bestow more favor on them. But the unjust replaced that which they were told with other words. Thus, we sent down on these unjust people a punishment from the heavens, because of the acts of disobedience they were persisting in. And recall when Moses prayed for water for his people. So, we said to him, Strike this rock with your staff. He struck the rock. Thereupon, twelve springs gushed out from it such that, each tribe ascertained its drinking place. Eat, and drink from this sustenance of God, O Israelites. And do not embark upon spreading disorder in the land. And recall when you said, Moses we shall never be content with one type of food. So, pray to your Lord to bring forth for us from these vegetables, cucumbers, garlic, lentils, and onions, which the earth produces. He answered. You want to exchange that which is better for what is inferior? Then go live in some Egypt. This is, because there you shall have whatever you have asked for. This is what they kept on doing. And humiliation and misery were stamped upon them. And they earned the wrath of God. This happened, because they disbelieved God's revelations. And slayed his prophets unjustly. This was, because they showed disobedience. And crossed all limits set by God. It is evident from this that the law of reward, and punishment is absolutely unbiased. Therefore, those, who have professed faith in the unlettered prophet, and those before them, who became Jews, and those who are called Nazareth and Sabaeans, whoever among them have believed in God, and in the last day, and have done righteous deeds, for them their reward lies with their Lord. And in His gracious presence, they shall have nothing to fear, nor shall they ever grieve. And recall when we had made a covenant with you. And for this, had raised Mount Sinai above you, and had said, Grasp strongly what we have given you. And keep in mind whatever is written, in it so that you may remain secure from the wrath of God. Yet, even after this, you turned away from it. So, in reality, had it not been for God's grace. And mercy on you, you would have surely been in great loss owing to this attitude of yours. And you know of those among you also who violated the sanctity of the Sabbath. So we said to them, Go and become detested monkeys. In this way, we made that city of theirs in which they violated the Sabbath an example for those around it.
and a means of counsel to the God-fearing. And recall when Moses said to his people, God commands you to slaughter a cow, in order that you may swear oaths on its blood. They replied, Are you joking with us? I seek refuge with God from becoming such a reckless person, he rejoined. They said, Call then on your Lord for us, that he make known to us what should the cow be like. Moses replied, Your Lord says, the cow should neither be an old one nor a young one, it should be in between these. Go now and do as you are being asked. They said, Call on your Lord for us so that he also clarify to us what her color should be. Moses replied, Your Lord says, that cow should be golden, bright in color such that it is pleasing to those who see. They said, Once again, call on your Lord for us to fully explain to us what that cow should be like, we are in some confusion regarding cows. And if God wills, we shall now definitely be rightly guided. He said, Your Lord says, it should not be a working cow so that it plows the earth and waters the crops, it should be of one color, no other color should be mixed in it. Now you have brought a clear truth, they answered. In this way, they slaughtered that cow, and it did not look that they would do so. And recall also the incident when you slew a man. Then you swore false oaths. And started to blame one another for it. And God decided to reveal what you were concealing. Thus, we said, strike this corpse with a piece of, that cow. Which has been slaughtered for swearing oaths on it, so, he came to life. Precisely in this manner. God, will restore the dead to life? And he shows you his signs. That you may understand. You persisted in this attitude, until after this your hearts again became hard as, if they were rocks. Or even harder. And among rocks, there are also some from which rivulets flow. And among them are also some which break asunder. And water gushes from them and there are also some among them that tumble down for fear of God. It is a fact that you have been persisting in this attitude. And God is not unaware of whatever you do. Believers, in spite of this, do you expect from them that they will accept what you say? And these are the people, a group of which has been listening to the word of God. And after understanding it fully has been altering it deliberately. And these people are ones that, when they meet the believers, they declare. We believe. And when they are alone with one another. They say, do you inform them what God has revealed to you, so that they may dispute with you on its basis in your Lord's presence? Then do you not understand? Do they not know that God has knowledge of all that they conceal, and all that they reveal? And these people are ones that there are also among them the illiterate commoners who consider the book of God to be only a collection of their fancies, and act only on their conjecture. So devastation is for those who write the Sharia with their own hands. Then declare, this is from God, in order to gain a paltry price through it. So, devastation is for them, because of what their hands have written. And devastation is for them, because of that what they earn through it. And these are people that have claimed. The fire of hell shall never touch us. Indeed an agony of a few days may however be inflicted. Ask them, have you taken a promise from God? For if you have taken a promise, God shall not break his promise whatsoever. Or do you fabricate against God what you have no knowledge of?
Yes, why not, those, who have committed a vice? And their sin has totally encompassed them. It is they, who are the companions of hell. In it they shall remain forever. And those, who accepted faith, and did righteous deeds. It is they, who are the companions of paradise. They shall abide in it forever. And recall when we took a promise from the Israelites, you shall worship none but God. Show kindness to your parents, to your kinsfolk, to orphans, to the destitute. And took a promise to say what is good to people, diligently attend to the prayer, and pay the zakah. Then except for a few all of you broke it. And in reality you are those, who break promises. And recall when we took a promise from you. You shall not shed your kinsmen's blood, nor turn them out of their dwellings. Then you consented, and you are its witnesses. Then you are the very ones, who slay your own kinsfolk. And drive out a group of yours from their dwellings such that you help one another against them with oppression and usurpation. And if they come to you as captives, you set them free after taking ransom. Even though their expulsion was unlawful for you in the first place. Then do you believe in one part of the book of God, and deny another? So, those of you, who do this shall be punished with nothing but disgrace in this world. And shall be afflicted by the gravest of torments on the day of judgment. You always do this, and whatever you do, God is not unaware of it. It is these people, who in exchange of the hereafter have bought the life of this world. So, now neither their punishment shall be eased, nor shall they be helped. And to Moses we had given the book, and had sent after him our messengers one after the other. And at the very end, gave Jesus son of Mary very clear signs. And strengthened him with the Holy Spirit. Then do you know what your attitude was with those signs? So, will this happen that whenever a messenger of ours brings to you what does not suit your desires, you will always be arrogant before him? Then you will reject one group and slay the other. And these are the people that, said, our hearts have covers. No, in fact, God has cursed them for this disbelief of theirs. So, now they shall seldom believe. And these people are ones that, when a book from God came to them in confirmation of the predictions they have with them. And before this they had been praying for victory with reference to this book against those who had rejected their religion. Then when that came to them which they fully recognized, they rejected it. So, God's curse is upon these rejectors. What an evil thing is for, which they have sold away themselves. That in mere stubbornness that God reveals his bounty to, whomsoever he chooses from among his servants. They deny what God has sent down. So, they earn God's wrath upon wrath. And now an ignominious punishment awaits these disbelievers, in this world, and in the hereafter. And these people are ones that, when it is emphasized upon them, believe in what God has revealed, they reply. We only believe in what is revealed to us. And in this manner they openly deny what is besides it. Even though it alone is the truth and exact confirmation of the predictions that are with them. Ask them, if you are believers of the guidance which has been revealed to you. Why have you been killing those prophets of God, who came to you, before this? And, in reality, Moses came to you with clear signs. Then in his absence you deified the calf. And at that time you were committing a great injustice. And recall when we took a promise from you, 
and for this raised tour, above you and commanded. Grasp firmly whatever we have given you, and listen and obey. So, the attitude, which your forefathers adopted clearly showed, that they at that very time also in fact had, said, we heard and we disobeyed. And because of this disbelief of theirs, that calf was made to dwell in their hearts. Ask them, if you are believers, then what evil are these things to which this faith of yours prompts you? Tell them, if to God, the abode of the hereafter is for yourselves alone leaving all others aside. Then be desirous of death if you are true in this claim of yours. And you will see that they shall never wish for it owing to the earning of their hands, which they have sent forward. And in reality, God is fully aware of these unjust people. And you will find them to be the greediest of all people for life. And so much so, even more than those, who have adopted idolatry as their religion. Each one of them longs that he is able to live a thousand years. Whereas even if their lives are thus prolonged, he shall not be able to save himself through it from the torment of God. And undoubtedly God is watching all that they do. Because of their enmity with the Quran, they have now also become enemies of Gabriel. Tell them, those people, who are enemies of Gabriel. They, in reality, are enemies of God, because he, O Prophet, has revealed it to your heart only by the permission of God, in confirmation of the predictions which are present from before. And as guidance, and glad tidings for those, who believe. They should know that those, who are enemies of God, his angels, and his prophets, and Gabriel, and Michael, then God too is the enemy of such disbelievers. And in the shape of this Quran, O Prophet, we have sent down to you very clear arguments. And, in reality, none deny them except such defiant people. Will this only continue to happen that whenever they make a promise? One of their groups will throw it away? In fact, the truth is that, most of them do not even profess faith. And this happened now also that, when a prophet came to them from God, in confirmation of the predictions, which were with them, a group among those two, whom the book was given, threw this book of God behind their backs, as if they did not even know about it. And in order to harm the prophet, went after what the devils recite, and chant in the name of Solomon's kingdom. They attribute such chants and recitals to Solomon, whereas Solomon was never guilty of disbelief. In fact, it is such devils that were guilty of disbelief. They would teach people witchcraft. And they went after that which was revealed. To two angels Harut and Marut in Babylon. Yet these two would never instruct anyone without saying to him beforehand. We are only a trial for you. So, do not enter into this disbelief. Even then, they would learn from them the charm by which they could create discord between husband and wife. And, in reality, they could not have harmed anyone with what they learnt, except by God's permission. They knew this full well. And still they would learn that which would not give them any profit but, which would harm them even though they knew that anyone, who buys such things has no share in the life to come. How evil is the thing for which they have sold their souls! Would that they knew it! And had they embraced faith, and adopted righteousness! Far better for them was the reward they would have reaped before God. Would that they but knew it! To protect yourselves from their mischief, believers! When you sit in the company of the prophet, do not say Ra'ina, but say Anzurna. 
and whatever is said, listen to it with attention. And remember that a woeful punishment awaits these disbelievers. Whether they are the people of the book or the idolaters, those among them who have disbelieved do not want that any blessings be sent down to you from your Lord. These fools do not know that God chooses whomsoever he wants for his mercy. And do not know that God is abounding in grace. They object. Why do we make some alteration in the Sharia of the Torah? Tell them. Whichever verse of this book we abrogate or cause it to be forgotten, we replace it in the Quran by a better one, or one similar. Do you all people not know that God has power over all things? Do you not know that it is only God, to whom belongs the sovereignty of the heavens and the earth? He shall give his sharia to whomsoever he pleases. And if you do not accept this decision of his, then there is no one in this world besides God who is your friend. And neither is there anyone to help you. Believers, while following them, do you also want to ask those things from your prophet, which were earlier asked from Moses? You should know that this is not the way of faith. And you should also know that he, who exchanges faith with disbelief has then strayed from the straight path. Many among the people of the book, because of jealousy in their hearts, wish to lead you back once again to disbelief now that you have embraced faith even though the truth has become fully manifest to them. So, forgive them and ignore them until God takes his decision. Indeed, God has power over all things. And to combat their mischief, be diligent in the prayer and pay zakah. And remember that whatever virtue you send forward for yourselves, you will find it with God. Indeed, God is watching all that you do. They declare. No one shall enter paradise unless he is a Jew or a Christian. Such are their wishful fancies. Tell them. If you are truthful, give us your proof for this. This statement of theirs is baseless. Indeed, they who surrendered themselves to God and do deeds in a befitting manner, their reward is safe with their Lord. And neither is there any fear for them there, nor shall they ever be grieved. They do not acknowledge any truth outside their community. Thus, the Jews say. The Christians have no basis, and the Christians say. The Jews have no basis, even though both read the Book of God. Similarly, those who have no knowledge of the Book of God have said something alike. Consequently, now only on the Day of Judgment, God will settle the matter between them, in which they are differing. Because of these disputes that they have among themselves, they are guilty of causing desolation in one another's places of worship. And, who is more unjust than the person who seeks to forbid that in places of God's worship his name be mentioned in them, and who seeks to cause desolation in them? It was only proper for them to enter these places of worship while fearing God. However, they became rebellious. So, now they shall face humiliation in this world also. And in the world to come too a grievous punishment awaits them. This happened, because some of them regarded the East to be their Qibla, and some the West. And the truth is that to God alone belong the East and the West. So, at the bidding of God, whichever way you turn, at that very place is the countenance of God. Undoubtedly, He is vast, all-knowing. Then not only this, so lowly are these claimants to salvation that they say, 
God has children. Undoubtedly, far is he from what they attribute to him. In fact, his only is what the heavens and the earth contain. All are obedient to him. He alone is the originator of the heavens and the earth. And when he decrees a thing, he only says, Be, and it is. And, in a similar way, those who have no knowledge of the book of God have also said, Why does God not speak to us directly, or why does not a clear sign come to us? Precisely in the same way, a similar demand was also made by those before them. The hearts of all of them are all alike. To those who want to have conviction, we have made clear our signs in every manner. Thus, it is not your responsibility to show them the signs and miracles which they desire. We have sent you forth, O prophet, with the truth as a bearer of glad tidings and a deliverer of warnings. And you shall never be questioned about these companions of hell. These Jews and Christians shall never be pleased with you unless you adopt their faith. Therefore, say, God's guidance is the only real guidance. And you should know that, if after the knowledge that has come to you, you yield to their desires. You will not have any friend against God, or anyone to help you. You should rest assured that those two, whom we have given the book, and such were they that they continued to read it the way it should be read. It is they, who shall believe in this guidance, and those that deny it shall in fact be among the real losers. O Israelites! Recall the favor I had bestowed upon you. And recall that I had exalted you above the people of the world. And fear the day on, which no soul shall be of benefit to another. And no compensation shall be accepted from it. Neither any intercession shall avail it, nor shall people be helped in any way. And recall when Abraham was put to trial by his Lord, in a few things, and he fulfilled them. He said, I have decided to appoint you the leader of mankind. And what of my descendants? asked Abraham. He replied, This covenant of mine does not apply to the unjust among them. And recall when, in the land of Arabia, we appointed this sacred house. A place where people can turn to in their sanctuary and commanded. Make an area of the prayer in this place of Abraham's residence. And we bound Abraham and Ishmael. Cleanse my house for those who will come to do the tawaf, to observe the etikaf, and to kneel and prostrate in it. And recall when Abraham prayed, Lord, make this city a secure one and bestow on those of them who believe in God and in the last day the livelihood of produce. God said, As for those who are rejectors, I shall let them also benefit from these things a while then shall summon them to the scourge of the fire. And it is a very evil abode. And recall when Abraham and Ishmael were raising the foundations of this house of mine. At that time, they pleaded, Lord, accept this prayer from us. Undoubtedly, it is only you who hears all and knows all. Lord, and make both of us submissive to you and make from our descendants also a community that will submit to you. And teach us our rights of worship, and show favor to us. Without doubt, you alone are very forgiving, and merciful to your servants. Lord! And send forth to them a messenger from amongst them, who reads out to them your revelations. Instructs them in the law, and in wisdom.
and in this manner purifies them. Truly, you alone are the mighty, the wise one. And who is it that can deviate from the religion of Abraham? Indeed, only he, who takes to foolishness. We had chosen him for ourselves in this world as well. And in the world to come also. He shall be among the righteous. The same Abraham that when his Lord directed him. Submit, he answered without delay. I have submitted to the Lord of the universe. And Abraham urged his sons to adopt this very religion, and so did Jacob. He had said, My children, God has chosen for you this religion. Thus, you have to remain Muslims in all circumstances, until you die. Then were you people present when Jacob was about to die? At that time when he asked his sons, Who will you worship after me? They replied, We will worship only that one God, who is your God, the God of your forefathers, Abraham, and Ishmael, and Isaac. And to him we submit. This was a community which passed away. Theirs is what they did, and yours what you did. You will not be questioned about what they would do. This is the tradition of their forefathers, and contrary to this, they insist. Only if you become a Jew, or a Christian that you will be guided. Tell them. Adopt, in fact, the religion of Abraham, who was fully inclined to his Lord, and was not among the idolaters. Believers. Tell them. We have believed in God, and that which has been revealed to us. And that which was revealed to Abraham, Ishmael, Isaac, Jacob, and their children. And that which was given to Moses, and Jesus, and to all other prophets by their Lord. We do not discriminate between anyone among them. All of them are the messengers of God. And to him alone we submit. Then if they accept the way you have, they will be rightly guided. And if they turn away, then they alone are the obstinate. So, against them God is sufficient for you, O prophet. And he hears all, and is aware of everything. Tell them. Adopt this color of God. And whose color is better than God's. And say. We worship him only in all circumstances. Say. Do you dispute with us about God, whereas he alone is our Lord and yours also? And if this is not so, then to us our deeds, and to you yours. And to him alone we are purely devoted. Do you claim? Abraham, Ishmael, Isaac, Jacob, and their children were Jews, or Christians? Ask them. Do you know more or God? Alas! Who can be more unjust than those, who have a testimony from God, and they conceal it? And, in reality, God is not unaware of what you are doing. This was a community which passed away. Theirs is what they did, and yours what you did. You shall not be questioned about what they used to do. O prophet! We have decided to make the mosque built by Abraham as your Qibla. So now the foolish among them will ask. What has made them turn away from that Qibla, of theirs on which they were before? Tell them. The east and the west all are only gods. He guides whomsoever he wills from such prejudices to the right path. We have done precisely this, and just as we made the sacred mosque your Qibla, 
In a similar manner, we have also made you an intermediate community, so that you may bear witness to the truth before all the people of the world. And the messenger of God may bear this witness before you. And O prophet, we appointed your former Kibla, only to see who follows the messenger and who turns on his heels. Undoubtedly, this was a grave thing, but not for those whom God guides. And God is not one who wants to make your faith go waste through such trials. God indeed is very compassionate, ever merciful to people. We have been seeing your face turn towards the sky again and again, O prophet. So, we have decided to turn you towards the Qibla, you like. Thus, now turn your face towards the sacred mosque, and wherever you people be, turn your faces while praying towards it alone. These people to whom the book had been given know that this only is the truth from their Lord. But in spite of this they are denying. And God is not unaware of whatever they are doing. And O prophet, even if you present before these people of the book all types of signs, they will not follow your Qibla. And at the same time, this too is a reality that on the basis of the knowledge revealed to you, you too cannot accept their Qibla. And it is not that they are disputing just with you. In reality, none of these groups is willing to accept the Qibla of the other. Thus, if there is anything that can satisfy them, it is that you accept their Qibla. But if after the knowledge that has been revealed to you, you yield to their desires, then you shall also surely be among these unjust people. It is a fact that, those two, whom we have given the book recognize this thing as they recognize their own sons. And among them, this is one group which deliberately conceals the truth. It should be clear to you that this alone is the truth from your Lord. Therefore, you should never be inflicted with any doubt about it. And each one among them has fixed a direction for its Qibla, towards which it turns. So, you people should leave them aside. And try to excel one another in virtues. Wherever you will be, God will gather you all for judgment. God has power over all things. Leave them aside, O prophet, and always while traveling also from wherever you come out. Face towards the sacred mosque for the prayer. Undoubtedly, this alone is the truth from your Lord. And bear in mind that God is not unaware of whatever you do. And listen once again that always while traveling, from wherever you come out, face only towards the sacred mosque for the prayer, and in normal circumstances too wherever you people are. Face towards this mosque alone. So that these people do not have any argument against you. Indeed, as far as the unjust among them are concerned, nothing can shut their mouths. So, have no fear of them but fear me. And so that I may complete my favor upon you. And so that you may know the right way. Consequently, for these very objectives, we have sent forth to you a messenger from among you, who reads out to you our revelations. And purifies you, and for this instructs you in the law, and wisdom and in this manner teaches you that which you knew not. So, remember me. I shall remember you, and be grateful to me. Do not be ungrateful to me. Believers, you have been blessed with this favor. So in all hardships you now face from your opponents. Seek help from perseverance and from the prayer. Undoubtedly, God is with those who persevere against hardships. 
and do not say that those slain in this cause of God are dead. They are not dead. In fact, they are alive. But you are not aware of the manner in which they live. In this cause, we shall definitely test you with some fear and some famine, and some loss of life and wealth, and some loss in the production of fruits. And O prophet, give glad tidings of success in this world, and in that to come to those who persevere in this cause. Those who when afflicted with some calamity say, Surely, we belong to God, and to Him one day we shall return. On such people will be God's blessings and mercy. And it is they who will be rightly guided. Like the sacred mosque, these Jews have always tried to conceal the reality of Sapha and Marwa. So, at this instance of change of Qibla, you should also be clear that Sapha and Marwa are indeed among God's symbols. Thus, it shall be no offense for those who come for Aj or Umrah of this house to also do the Tawaf of both. In fact, this is a virtuous deed. And he who does a virtue out of his own interest God accepts it. He is fully aware of it. Those who conceal the clear proofs we had revealed and the guidance we had sent in this matter, even though we had openly proclaimed them for these people in our book. It is surely they who God curses, and those who curse will also curse. However, those among them who repent and correct this attitude of theirs and make known clearly what they used to conceal, I shall accept their repentance with my grace. And, in reality, I greatly accept repentance. My mercy is eternal. On the other hand, those who persisted in their disbelief and died in this state of disbelief, surely they are the ones who shall incur the curse of God, His angels, and all mankind. They shall remain in it forever. Neither shall their punishment be mitigated, nor shall they be given any respite. Believers, let them decide, and regardless of them you should now fully understand that. Your God is one God. There is no deity but Him. He is profoundly compassionate. His mercy is eternal. There is no doubt that in the creation of the heavens and the earth, and in the alternation of night and day, and in the ships that sail in the ocean with cargoes beneficial to man, and in the water which God has sent down from the sky, then He has revived the earth after its death and has scattered living beings of all kinds, and in the manifestations caused by the winds, and in the obedient clouds that are between the sky and the earth. There are many signs for men of intellect to understand this reality. And in spite of these signs of the heavens and the earth, there are also some among people who associate partners with God. They love them as they love God even though the believers love their God the most. And if these unjust people see the time when they will face torment, it will become evident to them that all might and power rests with God alone, and that God is going to inflict a very harsh torment on such people. At that time, when those who were followed will disown their followers and will face the torment, and their ties will suddenly break and those who followed them will say, would that we are given another chance to go to the previous world? Then we too would disown them as they have now disowned us. In this way, God will show them their deeds as nothing but longing to them. 
and they shall not be able to find any way to emerge from the fire. People. The superstitions created by these leaders of yours, on the basis of which you regard things as lawful and unlawful, are absolutely baseless. So, eat of what is lawful and wholesome on the earth, and do not walk in Satan's footsteps. He is your open enemy. He will only entice you to sin and lewdness, and to ascribe to God what you know not. And when they are invited to leave aside these concepts and follow what God has revealed, they say, No. In fact, we shall only follow the path we found trodden by our forefathers. Even in the case if their forefathers did not use their intellect in any way and were not guided? And, in reality, the parable of these people, who have rejected in this manner to follow the path to which they were guided by the Almighty, is like that of a person who calls out those things which can hear nothing but shouts and cries. They are deaf, dumb, and blind. So, they understand nothing. Believers, if they are not willing to abandon their religious innovations, leave them to themselves. And eat without any hesitation the wholesome things which we have provided you. And be grateful to God alone, if it is only Him you worship. He has forbidden you only carrion, blood, and the flesh of swine. Also any animal that is slaughtered in the name of someone other than God. Even then, whoever is driven to necessity, intending neither to desire nor to transgress, incurs no sin. Indeed, God is forgiving and ever merciful. These people of the book knew that this only is the truth, but they concealed it. In reality, those who conceal the law God has revealed. And in exchange for this they gain some meager wealth of this world. Swallow nothing but the fire of hell into their bellies. On the day of judgment, God shall neither speak to them nor purify them. And a woeful punishment awaits them there. It is these people who bought error for guidance and punishment for forgiveness. So, how audacious are they in the matter of putting up with hell? This will happen because God has revealed this book of His with the decisive truth. But these people who have differed regarding this book have gone far in their obstinacy. They think that the duty imposed on them of being loyal to God is fulfilled by merely observing certain rites and rituals. They should know that loyalty to God does not merely mean that you face the East or the West in the prayer. But loyalty is the loyalty of those who believe in God with all their heart and in the last day. And in the angels of God. And in his books. And in his prophets. And who, in spite of their love for wealth. Spend it on kinsfolk, the orphans, the destitute, the traveler, and on those who ask, and for the liberation of necks, and who are diligent in the prayer and pay zakah. And loyalty is the loyalty of those who, when make a promise, fulfill it, and especially of those who are steadfast in scarcity, illness, and in times of war. These are the people who are truthful to God in fulfilling the promise of loyalty to Him. And these are the ones who are in fact God-conscious. Believers, Kisaz is decreed for you in the cases of those among you who are killed such that, if the murderer is a free man, then the same free man should be killed in his place. And if he is a slave, then the same slave should be killed in his place. And if the murderer is a woman, then the same woman should be killed in her place. 
Then for whom there has been some concession from his brother, you can accept it. But if it is accepted, then after this it should be followed according to the custom. And whatever is the dayat should be paid to him befittingly. This is a kind of concession from your Lord, and his favor upon you. Then, after this, for whoever exceeds the limits is a torment afflictive on the day of judgment. And there is life for you in Kisaz, O men of insight, so that you may keep following the limits set by God. Similarly, in order to protect you from financial disputes, it is made mandatory upon you that whenever death approaches any one of you, and he is leaving behind some wealth, then he should make a will for his parents, and near relatives according to the custom. This is a duty incumbent on those who fear God. Then he who alters this will after hearing it, its sin is only upon those who alter it. They should keep in mind that surely God hears all and knows all. However, he who fears partiality or injustice on the part of a bequeather and brings about a settlement among the parties, then he incurs no sin. Indeed, God is forgiving, ever merciful. These are the limits set by God, and only they cannot cross them who fear Him. Therefore, believers, the fast has been made obligatory upon you as it was made obligatory upon those before you, so that you become fearful of God. These are but a few days. Yet if anyone among you is ill or on a journey, let him complete this count in other days. And those who have the capacity to feed a needy, they must feed a needy in place of every fast. Then he, who does a virtuous deed out of his own desire, it is better for him. And if you fast, then this is even better for you if you have understanding. It is the month of Ramadan in which the Quran was revealed. As a book replete with guidance for mankind, and in the form of extremely manifest arguments which by their nature are guidance, and also a means of distinguishing right from wrong. Therefore, whoever among you is present in this month, he should observe its fasts. And he, who is ill, or is on a journey should complete this count in other days. This concession has been given, because God desires ease for you, and does not want to be harsh with you. And the permission given to travelers, and the sick to feed the needy has been withdrawn. So that you can complete the number of fasts, and thus not be deprived of the blessings of fasting. And for this purpose the month of Ramadan has been fixed, so that in the form of the Quran the guidance God has bestowed to you. You glorify God, and so that you are grateful to Him. And O Prophet, when my servants question you about any of my directives, tell them, I am near them at this time. I answer the prayer of the suppliant when he calls me. Therefore, let them follow my directive and put their faith in me so that they remain on the right path. Since you want to ask this, let me answer that, it has been made lawful for you to go to your wives in the nights of the fast. They are a garment to you, and you are a garment to them. God saw that you were deceiving yourselves. So, he has relented towards you, and pardoned you. Therefore, without any hesitation, you may now go to your wives, and seek its consequence that God has ordained for you and eat, and drink, until the white thread of the dawn is totally evident to you. From the black thread of the night. Then complete the fast until nightfall. And bear in mind that, 
if you are stationed for itikaf in the mosques do not go to your wives even at night. These are the bounds set by God. So, do not go near them. In this manner, God explains His revelations to people. So that they may attain piety. And it is the requirement of this piety that you do not devour one another's wealth by unjust means. Nor make it a means to reach those in authority, so that you may get a chance to wrongfully usurp a part of the wealth of people. Even though you know this usurpation. They question you about the sacred months. Say. They are a time for the welfare of people, and for the pilgrimage. Therefore, this sanctity of theirs will continue the way it was. And now that you have raised the question, you should know that this certainly is not a virtue that you enter your dwellings from the back, while wearing the irim, and returning from hajj. In fact, real virtue is of the person, who adheres to piety. Therefore, enter now your dwellings by their doors only. And remain fearful of God, so that you may prosper. And fight in the way of God with those, who fight against you to stop you from offering hatch. And do not transgress bounds in this fighting. Indeed, God does not like the transgressors. And kill these, who fight against you wherever you find them. And drive them out of the place from which they drove you out. And remember that persecution is worse than killing. And do not initiate war with them near the sacred mosque, unless they wage war against you in it. Then if they wage war with you, slay them without any hesitation. Thus is the punishment of such disbelievers. However, if they desist, God is forgiving, ever merciful. And keep fighting this war against them, until persecution ends. And in this land religion is for God alone. However, if they desist, you should know that an offensive is only allowed against the unjust. A sacred month for a sacred month. And similarly other sacred things too are subject to retaliation. Thus, those who transgress against you, retaliate in equal measure only. And keep fearing God. And keep in mind that God is with those who remain within the bounds set by Him. And for this jihad, spend for the cause of God, and by evading it do not with your own hands cast yourselves into destruction. And do this spending graciously, because God loves those who are gracious. And if the way to Hajj and Umrah is opened for you, then complete them with all their rights for God only. However, if you are besieged in the way, sacrifice whatever offering that is available to you. And do not shave your heads until the sacrificial offerings have reached their destination. Then if any of you is ill or suffers from an ailment of the head and is forced to shave his head before sacrificing an animal, he must atone for this either by fasting or by almsgiving or by offering an animal as sacrifice. Then when circumstances become peaceful for you, anyone among you who derives this benefit that he offers Umrah also from this journey until the time of Hajj arrives, must offer animal sacrifices can be made available. And if animal sacrifice is not available to him, fast should be kept. Three days during Hajj, and seven when you return from Hajj. These are ten days in all. This concession to combine Hajj and Umrah in one journey in this way is only for those whose houses are not near the sacred mosque. Abide by this, and keep fearing God. And you should fully know that God is stern in retribution. The months of Hajj are known. 
so anyone who intends to offer Hajj in them by wearing the ihram. Then in this period of Hajj he should not indulge in lustful activities, should refrain from being disobedient to the Almighty, and should abstain from any altercation. And bear in mind that whatever good you do, God is aware of it. And in this journey of Hajj take along with you the provision of piety, because the best provision is this provision of piety. And for this O men of intellect, keep fearing me. With this, however, it shall be no offense for you to seek the bounty of your Lord. But remember that Mazdalifa is no place of amusement and trading. So, when you depart from Arafat remember God near the sacred monument and remember him in the way he has guided you. And before this, you people were undoubtedly in error. Then this is also necessary that you O people of the Quraysh also return from the place from where all other people return and seek the forgiveness of God. Surely, God is forgiving, ever merciful. And this also that after this when you have completed your rites of Hajj. Remember God as you have been remembering your forefathers earlier. In fact, even more. This is the time of asking from God, but there are also some among people, who at even this instance only say, Lord, whatever you intend to give, give us in this world. And then the result of this is that they have no share in the world to come. And there are others among them whose prayer is, Lord, give us what is good in this world also, and in the world to come also, and save us from the torment of the fire. It is these who will receive a share of their earning. And swift is God in taking account. And remember God in the few appointed days at Mina. Then he, who showed haste, and departed in two days incurs no sin, also. And he who stays on longer, also incurs no sin. But indeed for those, who fear God. And you should also keep fearing God. And be well aware that one day you shall be gathered before him alone. You have to fight those, who stop you from this worship ritual of Hajj. And here the situation is that among you there are some, whose conversation pleases you in the life of this world. And they even make God witness to the intention of their hearts. But they are the deadliest of enemies. This is what they do in front of you. And as soon as they leave that place, they hasten to spread disorder in the land, ravish crops, and destroy generations of people. And you know that God does not like disorder. And when they are told, have fear of God, with an inclination towards sin. They are afflicted by their arrogance. So, sufficient for them is hell. And it is a very evil abode. And there are also some among these very people, who would give away their lives in order to find favor with God. It is these, who are forgiven by the Almighty if they err. And it is to such people that God is very compassionate. Believers, these two diverse attitudes cannot persist along with faith. So, enter all of you into God's submission with one attitude, and do not follow in Satan's footsteps. He is your inveterate foe. If you lapse even after these open warnings that have come to you, you should know that God is mighty, very wise. In spite of the fact that the truth has been revealed to them in a conclusive manner, are they only waiting for God? and his angels to come down to them in the shadow of clouds. And the matter be settled? 
But this is not the way of God. And all such affairs rest with God only. Ask the Israelites. How many a manifest sign we bestowed upon them. But to what benefit, and, in reality, those, who change God's gift of guidance with deviance after it is bestowed on them. They cannot save themselves from the grasp of God, because God is stern in retribution. For these disbelievers, the life of this world has been decked with, luring, attractions. When they are warned of its fate, they do not pay heed, and scoff at the believers. Whereas those, who fear God will in contrast be in a high rank on the day of judgment. This is the blessing of the Almighty for them. And God will give His blessing without measure to whomsoever He intends. They present differences among people as a pretext for their hypocrisy. They should know that mankind was just a single community. Then differences arose between them. So, God sent forth prophets as bearers of glad tidings, and as warners. And with them He sent down His book as the decisive truth, so that it may settle between people the differences among them. Only they differed in it to whom it was given. After very clear signs had come to them, because of malice for one another. Then these, who believed in the Quran, God guided them by His grace, about the truth in which they were differing. And God guides whomsoever He intends, according to His law, to the straight path. These hypocrites think that all the hardships that they face should be overcome by the help of God. Without being entrusted with any responsibility to deal with them. Oh, those who serve God! Do you think that you would go to paradise, even though you have not yet encountered the circumstances? Which were encountered by people before you, as a result of messengers being sent to them? Affliction, and hardships befell them. And so shaken were they that the messenger, and the companions, who were with him all cried out. When will the help of God turn up? At that time, the glad tidings were given. Listen! God's help is near. They ask you about what then should they spend. Tell them. Whatever wealth you spend is for your parents and the kinsfolk. And for the orphans, the destitute, and the wayfarer of your society. So, spend according to your capacity. And rest assured that whatever virtue you do shall never go waste. Because God is fully aware of it. Warfare is ordained for you, and it is also displeasing to you like it is displeasing to you to spend in the way of God. Even though it is very much possible that you may dislike a thing, and precisely the thing is good for you. And it is very much possible that you like a thing, and it is bad for you. And, in reality, God knows. But you have no knowledge of many such things. They ask you about the directive of warfare in the sacred month. Say, warfare in this month is a very grave thing, but to impede others from the path of God. To not believe in Him. To stop people from going to the sacred mosque. And to expel its dwellers from there is far graver in God's sight. And to oppress, and force people to give up their religion. Is even more grievous than bloodshed. You should know that the people against, whom you have been directed to wage war have decided between themselves. That they will continue to fight against you to the extent, that if it is possible for them they make you renounce your faith. And whoever of you renounces his faith, and dies in this state of disbelief, then it is such people whose deeds will bear no fruit in this world, and in the world to come. 
and such people shall be the dwellers of the fire. They shall abide in it forever. On the other hand, those who have adhered to faith, and those who have migrated and have waged war for the cause of God, it is they who may hope for God's mercy. And God is forgiving, ever merciful. They ask you about drinking and gambling. Because in their society these are also a means of helping the poor. Say, there is great sin in both, and no doubt, they also have some benefits for people. But their sin is far greater than their benefits. And they ask you to explain what they should spend. Say, whatever is above needs. God thus explains to you his revelations, so that you may reflect on the matters of both, this world, and of the next. And they ask you that, if war takes place, and people are killed, then what should be done with their orphans? Say, in whatever is their welfare is better. And if by marrying their mothers, you share their affairs with yours, they are your brothers. And God knows the one who means mischief, and the one who intends reform. And if God wished, he could have made matters difficult for you, by not giving you this permission. Indeed, God is mighty, very wise. And even for the welfare of the orphans also. Do not wed idolatrous women, unless they embrace faith. And remember that a believing slave girl is better than an upright idolatrous woman. Although you may fancy her. And do not also wed your women to the idolaters, unless they embrace faith. And remember that a believing slave is better than an upright idolater, although you may fancy him. These polytheists call you to hell. And God, by His grace, invites you to paradise and to forgiveness. And explains His revelations to people, so that they may take heed. And now that the issue of marriage has been raised, they ask you about the menstruation of women. Say, it is a kind of impurity. Therefore, keep away from women during their menstrual periods. And do not approach them until they are in a state of purity. Then when they are clean after having a bath, approach them from where God has enjoined you about it. Surely, God loves those who repent and those who keep themselves clean. These women of yours are your cultivated land. So, come into your lands in any manner you please. And through this plan for the future of both this and the next world. And remain fearful of God. And fully bear in mind that you shall surely meet him one day. And O prophet, give glad tidings of success and salvation to the believers on this instance of meeting. There are certain other issues regarding women as well. So, educate yourselves on them also. And for your oaths do not make the name of God an obstacle to deal kindly with others. To observe the limits of God and to make peace among people. And be informed that God hears all and knows all. God will not hold you liable for your oaths you swear inadvertently. But he shall definitely hold you accountable for oaths sworn with your heart's intent. And, in reality, God is forgiving, very forbearing. Hence, those who swear to abstain from their wives have a respite of four months. Then, if they change their mind, God indeed is forgiving, ever merciful. And if they decide to divorce, they should do, so while fearing God, because God hears all, and knows all. And if the latter situation develops, divorced women must keep themselves waiting for three menstrual cycles. 
and it is unlawful for them. If they believe in God, and the last day, to hide what God has created in their wombs. And if their husbands wish to reconcile, they have a greater right to take them back during this waiting period. And this is, because there is no doubt, that just as according to the norms these women have obligations towards their husbands, they also have rights, yet men as husbands, have a degree of preference above women. This is the directive of God. And God is mighty, very wise. This divorce can be pronounced twice during the period of a marriage. After this, retention should be with honor, or sending off with kindness. And if the decision is to send off, it is unlawful for you to take back from them at this instance anything you have given these women, unless both of them fear that they may not be able to keep within the bounds set by God. Then if you people also feel that they will not be able to remain within the bounds set by God, then there shall be no offense for either of them regarding the things given by the husband, if the wife seeks divorce by returning them to him and ransom. These are the bounds set by God. So do not transgress them. And you should know that, those, who transgress the bounds of God, are in fact the unjust. Then if a husband after revoking divorce twice in the same marriage bond, divorces his wife for the third time, she will not be lawful to him now, unless she weds a husband other than him. But if this second husband, also divorces her, it shall be no offense for the first husband, and wife to return to each other. If they think that they can now keep within the limits set by God. Such are the bounds prescribed by God, which he is making plain to those people, who want to gain knowledge. And when you divorce women, and they reach the end of their waiting period, either retain them with kindness, or let them go with kindness. And never retain them with the intention of harming them. So that in this manner you commit excesses against them. And you should know that, whoever does this will only be unjust to his own soul. And do not make a mockery of God's revelations. And bear in mind, the favors he has bestowed upon you. And bear in mind the law, and the wisdom, which he has revealed to you, of which he instructs you. And remain fearful to God. And know full well, that he has knowledge of all things. And when you divorce women, and they complete their waiting period, do not hinder them now from marrying their future husbands, when they agree to deal with one another mutually according to the norms. These words of advice are given to those of you who believe in God and in the last day. This only is more decent and a purer way for you. And, in reality, God knows, and you do not. And after divorce also, mothers shall suckle their offspring for two whole years, for those who desire to complete the term. And the child's father in such a case will have to bear the cost of their food and clothing according to the norms. No one should be burdened beyond his means. Neither should a mother be harmed because of her child, nor a father because of his child. And his heir shall be responsible in the same way. Then if they both decide on weaning by mutual consent and consultation, there is no blame on both. And if you decide to engage someone else to suckle your offspring, there is no blame on you, provided you pay the mother what you promised her in accordance with the norms, and remain fearful to God, and bear in mind that God is seeing what you do, and those of you who die and leave wives behind, 
they too should keep themselves in waiting for four months and ten days. Then when they have fulfilled their term, there is no blame on you about what they do with themselves in accordance with the norms. And God is well acquainted with what you do. And there is also no blame on you if you tacitly send a marriage proposal to those women or hold it in your hearts. God knows that you would definitely talk to them. Do so, but do not make a secret promise in this. Indeed, you can say something in accordance with the norms. And do not tie the knot of marriage until the law reaches its term. And bear in mind that God knows what is in your hearts. So, fear Him. And keep in mind that God is forgiving. He is very forbearing. And there is no blame on you in the matter of dower if you divorce women before touching them or before having fixed their dower. But this should definitely be the case that you bestow on them some resources of life according to the norms, when you send them off. The high in status according to their means, and the poor according to theirs. This is an obligation on those who are thorough. But if you divorce them before touching them, yet after the fixing of a dower for them, then half of this fixed dower should be given to them. Unless they forego it, or he forgoes it in whose hands is the marriage not. And it is nearer to piety that you men forego your right. And do not forget your superiority among yourselves. Indeed, God is observing what you are doing. This is the Sharia of God. If you want to remain steadfast on it, be watchful over your prayers, especially the one which comes in the middle of the morning. And evening prayers when it is not easy for you to take out time from your involvements. And stand before God devoutly leaving aside everything. Then if you fear any danger, pray on foot or while riding, in whichever way you like. But when circumstances become secure, remember God in the very manner He has taught you, which you knew not. And yes there is something that requires explanation regarding the directives given to you about widows and divorced women. Those of you who die and are leaving behind wives should bequeath for those wives a year's provision. And also that in this period they shall not be turned out of the house. But if they themselves leave the house, then there is no sin on you for what they do with themselves according to the norms. This is the law of God. And God is powerful. He is very wise. And similarly, this explanation is also necessary that divorced women should in all cases be given some resources according to the norms. When they are sent off, this is an obligation on those who are fearful of God. God, in this manner, explains his revelations to you in order that you may understand. These issues had arisen because of your questions about jihad and infaq. Believers, their directives should not weigh heavily upon you. Did you not see the people who were in thousands and who fled their homes because of the fear of death? At this, God said to them, Live like the dead. They remained in this state for years. Then God brought them back to life again. Surely, God is gracious to people. But most among people are not grateful to Him. Believers, Learn a lesson from this and wage war for the cause of God. And fully bear in mind that God hears all and knows all. Who is it that will give God a loan? A generous loan for this war. 
so that God may increase it manifold for him. And he, who desists from this should know that, it is God, who gives in scant measure also, and in abundance too. And one day, you shall have to return to him alone as well. Did you not see the leaders of the Israelites after Moses, when they asked a prophet of theirs? Appoint a king for us, so that at his bidding, we can wage war for the cause of God. At this, the prophet replied, What if jihad is made mandatory upon you, and then you refuse to wage it? They said, Why should we refuse to wage jihad for the cause of God, when we have been driven far away from our dwellings and our children? But this is exactly what happened. When jihad was made mandatory for them, all except a few refused. And, in reality, God knew these unjust full well. And at this demand of theirs, their prophet told them, God has appointed Talut as your king. They replied, How can he be made king upon us, when we are more deserving of it than him, and he is also not a rich person? The prophet replied, God has chosen him to rule over you. And for this purpose blessed him, with great wisdom and physique. This is the kingdom of God. And God gives this kingdom in accordance with his wisdom to whomsoever he wills. You observe matters through your narrow vision, and God is munificent. He knows everything. And their prophet further explained for them. The portent of him being appointed king by God, would be that, your ark will come back to you, from the hands of your enemies, in which there always has remained for you great tranquility from your Lord, and in which are the relics, which the progeny of Moses and Aaron have left behind for you. It will be borne by the angels. Surely, and it is a great sign for you, if you believe. Then after becoming the king of the Israelites when, Talit marched out with his army, he told people, God has decided to put you to test through a rivulet. The test will be that he, who drinks from it shall not remain my companion. And he, who would not drink anything from this rivulet, shall be my companion, except if someone tastes a pomphal, he may. But it so happened that, except a few of them all drank from that rivulet. Then when Saul crossed the rivulet, and those of his companions also, who had adhered to their faith, and saw the armies, then those, who had failed the test said, we are not in a position to combat Goliath and his warriors today. At this, those of them who believed that they have to meet God cried out. Rest assured, because at many an instance a small group has, by God's grace, vanquished mighty groups. And God is with those who endure with fortitude. And it was these true Muslims who, when encountered Goliath and his warriors, prayed. Lord! Bless us with perseverance. Make us firm of foot, and make us prevail over these disbelievers. Thus their prayer was accepted. And at God's directive they routed those enemies of theirs. And David slew Goliath, and God bestowed on him sovereignty and wisdom. And taught him what he wants to teach such people of his. And, in reality, had God not driven away one by the other. The earth would have been filled with anarchy. But in this manner he has driven away people. Because God is gracious to the dwellers of this world. These are the revelations of God, which we are reciting to you in all truth, and doubtless, you are among God's messengers. The Israelites also know this. But do not accept it, 
because among these messengers we have exalted some above others such that, to some God spoke directly, and others he raised to a lofty status in some other capacity. And at the end, we gave Jesus, son of Mary, extremely manifest signs, and helped him through the Holy Spirit. Consequently, it was because of this relative superiority of one messenger to the other that the followers of one messenger rejected the other. And if God wanted, these who succeeded the messengers would not have fought against one another. After overtly manifest arguments had become evident to them. But God did not want to force people to the right path. Hence, they disagreed among themselves. Thus some among them professed faith in these messengers, and some rejected them. They are rejecting you, O prophet for the same reason as well. And had God wanted, they would never have fought against one another. But God according to his wisdom, does what he pleases. Believers, leave them to themselves. And spend of what we have given you for the cause of God. Before that day arrives, when there shall be no bargaining, neither shall friendship with someone be of use, nor shall any intercession be of avail. And, in reality, the rejecters of that day are the ones who are unjust to their souls. On that day, people will have to deal with God only. God. There is no deity but He, the living. The sustainer. Neither slumber. Nor sleep overtakes him. All that is in the heavens, and the earth belongs to him only. Who can intercede with him for someone except by his permission? He knows all that lies before people, and what is after them. And they cannot grasp any part of his knowledge, except what he allows. His dominion prevails in the heavens and the earth. And their protection does not tire him the slightest. And he is the exalted, the glorious one. Let them adopt whatever attitude they want to. There is no compulsion from God in the matter of religion. The fact is that, now after this Quran, guidance is totally distinct from error. So, he who renounced Satan and believed in God. It is as if he grasped a very strong rope, which can never break. And this is because God hears all and knows all. If they want to be guided, God helps the believers. He leads them from the vastness of darkness to light. On the other hand, it is the devils which help the disbelievers. They lead them from light to the vastness of darkness. It is these who are the inmates of the fire. They shall abide in it forever. If you want to understand this, there are several examples that illustrate this. Have you not seen the person who argued with Abraham about his Lord because God had bestowed sovereignty upon him? At the time when Abraham said to him, My Lord is the one who gives life and death. He replied, I too can give life and death. Abraham at once remarked, Listen then. God brings out the sun from the east. You just bring it out from the west. So, hearing this, that disbeliever of the truth was totally confounded. And, in reality, God never guides such unjust people. Or is the example of that person who passed by a city which had fallen on its roofs? He remarked with wonder. After being destroyed in such a way, how can God give life to it? Thereupon, God made him die for a hundred years, and then brought him back to life and asked, 
How long did you stay, in this state? I would have stayed for a day or a part of it, he replied. God said. No, in fact, you were in this state for a hundred years. Now just look at your food and drink. They have not rotted. On the other hand, take a look at your ass how we bring it back to life, so that you become certain that this city will be brought back to life. And so that we make you a sign of hope for people. And observe how we raise the bones, and then clothe them with flesh. When, in this manner, the truth became manifest to him, he cried out. Now I have no doubt. I know that, God has power over all things. And, in this regard, that incident should also be kept in consideration when Abraham had said, Show me, Lord, how you will raise the dead. He replied, Do you not have faith? Yes, I do have faith, but just want to fully reassure my heart, said Abraham. God said, Okay. Take four birds. Then tame them with yourself. Then after slaughtering them place each of them on every hill. Then call them. They will come back to life. And run swiftly towards you, and for the future, fully understand that. God is mighty, very wise. This is the practice of the Almighty, about providing guidance, or leading astray. So, if they do not accept it, leave them. And fully understand that the example of the deed of those, who spend their wealth, in the way of God is like, a grain of corn. Which brings forth seven ears such that, each bears, a hundred grains. God, in accordance with his wisdom, provides in abundance in this manner to whomsoever he wills. And, in reality, God is munificent. He is aware of everything. Those who, spend their wealth in the way of God, then do not follow this spending by reminders of their generosity. Or by hurting others, have their reward with their Lord. And they shall have nothing to fear there, nor shall they ever be sorrowful. A kind word, and at unpleasant instances a little forgiveness, is better than charity followed by inflicting hurt. And you should know that God is self-sufficient, from such charity. On such an attitude from you, he could have deprived you. However, such is he that along with this, he is also, very gracious. Believers. Do not waste your charity by reminders of generosity. And by hurting others like those, who spend their wealth to show off before others. And believe neither in God, nor in the last day. So, the example of such people is like a large rock covered with soil. Then a heavy shower falls upon it, and leaves it hard and bare. On the day of judgment, they will gain nothing from what they earned. And, in reality, God never guides such ungrateful people. The example of those who spend their wealth to win the pleasure of God and to firmly make themselves adhere to the truth is that of an orchard, which is on a high and level ground. If a heavy shower falls upon it, it yields up twice its normal produce. And even if a heavy shower does not fall on it, a drizzle proves sufficient. Keep this example in mind. And rest assured that, God, is seeing whatever you do. Would any one of you wish, that he has an orchard of dates, and grapes underneath, which streams of water flow? There are fruits of all kinds in it. And he grows old, and his children are as yet feeble. And the orchard be blasted by a fiery whirlwind, and it burn to ashes? This will be the condition of people on the day of judgment. 
Whom are there spending, in the way of God by reminders of generosity, and by hurting others? In this manner, does God explain to you his revelations, so that you may reflect. Believers, spend from your pure wealth, and from that also which we have brought out of the earth for you. And don't even think of spending anything worthless from it in the way of God. You spend from such things, but such is your own situation, that you yourselves are not prepared to receive that thing, unless after you reduce its price. And bear in mind, that God does not need such spending from you. God is self-sufficient. He has all worthy attributes. Satan scares you of poverty, and tempts you, to spend on lewd things. And God from his own self promises you, his forgiveness, and his bounty. And God, is very munificent, and all-knowing. He according to his law, gives an awareness of this promise to whomsoever he pleases. And he, who received this awareness indeed received a treasure of abundant good. Yet none but, men of wisdom receive a reminder from such things. Understand this thing, and rest assured that, whatever you spend, or whatever vows you make, you shall definitely be rewarded for it, because God is fully aware of it. And those, who turn away from this guidance of God, and are unjust to their souls shall have none to help them, in the presence of God. If you spend your charity openly, then what a good thing this is. But if you hide it, and give it to the poor, then this is better for you. God will reward you for this. And will brush away many of your sins from you. And in reality, God has full knowledge of whatever you do. If the Israelites do not believe, O prophet, it is not your responsibility to give them guidance. In fact, it is God alone who gives guidance in accordance with his law to whomsoever he wills. Believers, you should however understand that, whatever wealth you spend shall earn you only its benefit. And you are in fact spending it to please God. And for this objective whatever you spend shall be repaid to you in full on the day of judgment. And nothing at all shall be taken from what you have earned. This is specifically for the poor, who are stranded in the cause of God. And are not able to make efforts in the land, to earn their livelihood. The ignorant take them for men of wealth on account of their self-honor. You can recognize them by their faces. They are not insistent in begging from people. Help them and understand that whatever you spend for this objective shall necessarily earn reward for you. Because it is fully known to God. Those who spend their wealth in the way of God by day and by night. In private and in public, have their reward with their Lord. And for them there shall be no fear there. Nor shall they be sorrowful. On the other hand, those who devour interest, when they rise up on the day of judgment will rise up. Exactly like the man whom Satan has driven to madness by his touch. This is because they have said. Trading too is after all like interest. And how strange it is, that God has permitted trading, and forbidden interest. No doubt, God has prohibited it. Consequently, he, who received this warning from his Lord, and desisted, then whatever he has taken in the past belongs to him. No action shall be taken against him, and his fate is in the hands of God. And those, who again commit the offense even after this warning, are the companions of fire. They shall abide therein forever. On that day, God will blot interest and increase charity. 
and, in reality, God does not like any ingrate, and any usurper of rights. Indeed, those who professed faith, and did good deeds, adhered to the prayer, and paid zakah, have their reward with their Lord, and there they shall have nothing to fear, or to be sorrowful about. Believers, if you truly believe, fear God, and give up what remains of interest. But, if you do it not, beware of war from God, and his messenger. And if you repent, then you can have your principal amount. Neither shall you be allowed to deal unjustly, nor shall you be dealt with unjustly. And if the borrower is in difficulty grant him respite, until it is easy for him to repay. And if you write off the debt, it is better for you, if you know. And fear the day when you shall be returned to God. Then every soul shall be paid back there for what it did. And no injustice shall be done to people. Believers, matters of lending and borrowing will however continue. So, when you acquire a loan for a fixed period, record it in writing. And let a scribe write it down between you with fairness. And he, who is able to write should not refuse to write. In fact, just as God has taught him to write, he also should write for others. And the one, who has acquired the loan should have the document written down. And he should fear God his Lord, and should not make any reduction in it. Then, if he on whom rests the responsibility of writing is indiscreet, or feeble, or unable to have it written, let his guardian have it written with justice. And call in two male witnesses from among your men. But if two men cannot be found, then one man, and two women from among your likable witnesses. Two women, because if one of them gets confused, the other reminds her. And these witnesses must not refuse when they are summoned. And whether the matter is big or small, be not negligent in documenting the deal up to its period. This is more just in the sight of God, ensures accuracy in testifying. And through it the chances of you being inflicted with doubts are reduced. Indeed if the transaction be face to face. And in every day one, there is no offense on you if you do not write it down. And call in witnesses also if you sell or purchase anything. And beware that, no harm should be done to the scribe or the witness. And if you do so, then this will be a transgression which will cling to you. And keep fearing God. And do understand that, God is teaching you. And God has knowledge of all things. And if you are on a journey, and a scribe is not available to you, a loan can also be taken by placing something in possession of the lender against the loan. Then if a situation of mutual trust arises, then he, who has been entrusted with that possession should return it back. And he should remain fearful of God, his Lord. And should call in people to bear evidence on this matter. And do not conceal evidence in whatever form it is. And remember that, whoever conceals it, his heart will become sinful. And remember that, God, knows whatever you do. To God belongs all that is in the heavens and the earth. So, you too, O Israelite shall one day be returned to him. And whatever is in your hearts whether you reveal it or conceal it, God shall bring you to account for it. Then he shall forgive whomsoever he wants, to according to his law. And punish whomsoever he wants to. And God has power over all things. If you do not believe, then it is you alone, who will face its consequences.
Our messenger has professed faith in what has been revealed to him by his Lord, and so have his followers. All these professed faith in God, and his angels, and his books, and his messengers. They affirm. We do not discriminate between any of God's messengers, and they have said. We listened, and obeyed. Lord. We seek your forgiveness. And know that to you shall we return. This is a fact that, God, does not burden a person beyond his capacity. It is his law that, a person alone shall get what he earned. And he alone shall pay for what he did. Lord. Take us not to task, if we forget, or lapse into error. And Lord. Do not lay on us a burden such as you had laid on those before us. And Lord. Do not burden us with what we cannot bear. And pardon us. And forgive our sins. And have mercy upon us. You are our Lord. So, help us against these disbelievers. Who are confronting us as enemies.